0: episode 219 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my longtime friend over here, Candace from Walls and Jericho. Hi. <laughs> How you been?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How have you been? I'm, Bus- I'm, I'm
0: good. I'm good.
1: Good.
0: good. I'm, uh, I'm busy. I've been busy. I'm extra busy now. I Thank God I haven't stopped working throughout this whole fiasco that we're all living
1: through. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys are make- amazing. We'll maintain everything, stay afloat.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's it's funny how it worked because I had a different job like two years ago, and then I got my new job, and my bosses are awesome. And I mean, there was people not coming in for like three months, and they still paid them all like their forty hours, and don't I even worry, don't even worry about going on unemployment, and just yeah, my bosses are really cool. I got super lucky, and yeah, um, yeah man, I'm 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 grateful for the little things that I do have,
1: I I completely agree. It was the same, you know, um, the personal training and strength coach, um, at the gym that I'm working at right now, they were able to stay afloat. Same thing. Keep us all on. No one had to go to unemployment. We did some stuff from home, but I felt so lucky, especially like seeing all of my friends in the music industry, just having such a hard time struggling. And, uh, not that I don't miss music because, of course, I miss touring, but I was so thankful in that moment to of be on the path that I was. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Especially because, I mean, here in New York, a lot of gyms close down. Some gyms don't even exist anymore. Like, there's, It's it was a shit show, to put it live. Had
1: a whole bunch of people coming in from another gym that had closed down because they're looking for a facility to train. And, we weren't open during the time, but we were able. Like I said, our our boss was able to keep us all on payroll, and we did what we could from that. We did like at home workouts. I don't know if you saw any of them. I didn't. <laughs> I felt like Jane Fonda. Of
0: like, course, was, you did.
1: Yeah, I was like, yeah, I would like, always we'd always like made funny jokes about me doing like a workout video. Just yeah, to <laughs> and then happened. There's like 20 episodes or something of it. Um, my partner and I, he is also a coach at the gym. We wrote three. It was like a program for three days a week at home. We wrote either you had no weight, minimal weights or a barbell. And so and then we at noon on Monday, Wednesday and Friday did live stream so people can work out with us. You know, nice. just keep the community going and give people oh. because you have all these people giving and keeping the gym open and believing in us, you know, that's, we're so lucky that we're like a small niche facility that, you know, um, specializes in certain certain types of training. And we have a philosophy that's just different than regular box gyms. And so everyone was supportive and everyone kept paying their dues. And we just like tried to give back to them what we could, but yeah, I mean, it was fun. You know, my daughter would jump in and out with the animals and
0: nice. so you're hopping around. So you're hopping around your living room.
1: Totally, yeah. <laughs> uh, hour of working out because you're know, like, especially if you don't have any type of weights to train with, you're now working with like high rep stuff and like tempo work and and slightly conditioning. So yes, it was like right. I, I was always trying to beat my partner. We're just we made it fun. Of course, you have
0: to, especially <laughs> under those circumstances. But you're into the whole power. Like you picked up powerlifting a while back. Like a maniac, like I'm watching you were pregnant and you were doing squats and powerlifting and I remember that I'm like, yo, good for you, man. That's fucking awesome.
1: Well, I had just um, bridged into that like world of powerlifting right before I got pregnant, so I just kind of continued. You know, re- I reached out to some professionals about some advice on how to strength train while pregnant, and sure. you know, they did their advice and continued on my way. I was able to continue to pull ups. Certain things happen to your joints, you know, as as the baby grows. So I wasn't able to really squat as much or deadlift as much, but I was able to, to bench and do pull-ups. And then I did my first competition four months after she was born. And that was it. I'd never had a competition in my life. Like I wasn't really into sports, was more into music, choir, things like that. And I was hooked. I absolutely loved that the harder you work, the stronger you could get. Sure. You know, wasn't in uh, I didn't have like n- natural abilities except for my bench. I was pretty much squatting when I, I was benching when I was squatting.
2: Okay.
1: Heard of? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so I had, I had these little chicken legs, a <laughs> <that I had, laughs> little meat on. So um, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And once I got my elite total, which is like just like the top total for raw lifters in my weight class. I moved on to doing geared lifting, which is working in equipment. Okay, that's just—it's a different type of monster. It's, um, you know, you have metal, and then you have like black metal, right? For sure. A little different. (laughs) (laughs) A little more technical. (laughs) That's exactly what like geared lifting was. It was just a different monster, and uh, it was uh, instead of you know being able to just drop into your squat, you had to push yourself down, like whole it was just a whole different thing i loved it i yeah. loved the that i loved the intensity of it i mean obviously like
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it was just made for me um and, nice. and i got my pro total in 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 uh in lift like lifting in gear so that was awesome
0: you're, you're in boston now right
1: i am Yeah,
0: you've been there for a while
1: i've been here on so i moved here in 2010 and then lived here for a couple of years, a little less than that. Yeah, about a couple of years. And then we moved to Ohio once we were getting like really serious with powerlifting, moved to Ohio to train with Laura Phelps at the sweatshop. Okay. Since, yeah, I was there for a few years till about 2015 and came back here. Okay. Born, yeah.
0: and, ra- born and raised in Detroit or outside of Detroit?
1: Actually, I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that.
0: I was stationed in at Elmendorf.
1: In oh, Venice. crazy! Yeah,
0: <laughs> that shit. What?
1: How long were you there for?
0: I was in Elmendorf from shit. I'm on the spot. I was there from. <laughs> Don't make me use my memory. No, it's okay. <laughs> August, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say August of ninety seven until September of ninety eight. So I got I got the chance to see all of the seasons and yeah. all of that shit. It's yeah. beautiful up there. It's
1: incredible. Yeah. Um uh we we had a chance, so I only lived there till I was five and then right. we moved to right. Yeah, but I we got a chance. We played um Alaska.
0: Chilkoot Charlie's. Oh, right, huh? Was it a place called Chilkoot Charlie's? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that's so funny. Not a lot of people know about that. I saw Quiet Riot there in 97. Weird.
1: It was a cool club. Yeah, it was super awesome. And then we played yeah. place that was like a print shop style, like skate shop place. I don't know. It was really, it was a it was awesome. We went and walked on a glacier and um saw some a cool conservation and then um I will possibly be going back there in a couple of years. We are planning on doing it next summer, but I think we're gonna do it the the summer after, um, my partner's trying to hike Denali. Wow. I don't really want to hike Denali. I don't feel yet prepared for that, but I do want to go to Denali and then hike around it.
0: <laughs> so. yeah, listen, it, it I mean, like I said before, it's so beautiful up there. It's like, it's just untouched. Like overall, it's just untouched. You know, it's just, we would just drive around and just just drive and just, yeah. we get lost. Just make sure you have a full tank of gas and just drive in the summertime. You know? Yeah, oh. yeah beautiful. And then I got in trouble and I and then I had to leave there. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, you know, I was I was I was a fucking 24-year-old <laughs> knucklehead. Oh, so, we're stupid. And we still are sometimes. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I just, I'm stupid, but now I understand consequences and I'm just not as stupid.
1: Fully frontal lobe, fully developed. All right. Sort
0: of. A little bit. Yeah. So, so, so you moved to Detroit, which I'm sure, I mean.
1: My legs, my legs were so white. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's what they would call me. Uh Um, Yeah. We lived in Detroit. Um, I was actually in, um. My whole life I was in choir. Like I just I loved music. And at like, I think I was 17, I even at 16, I joined like a ska band. <laughs> Maybe it was okay. 15. That was like short-lived, short-lived. And then um I always been like played in bands. My I think I got a Fender jazz bass when I was in ninth grade. Yes, or no, no. It was in eighth grade, and I started, like, playing with my friends. In um, my eighth grade year, I was in an a all-girl band nice. called Starbelly. Yep, I played bass and sang backup vocals. Star so, belly? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. I, lo- I love asking people, like, especially, like, the metal guys and the hardcore guys, like, their first bands that, like, they don't ever want to admit to because... Oh because the names are like so over the top, they try to be all whatever hilarious.
1: My first, my first cassette was cassette was *Footloose*. Dude, best. My first CD though was Whitney Houston. <laughs> of course. <laughs> my first real punk rock show was *Mustard Plug*, which was really sick. That like that brought me into the world of punk rock and hardcore. But yeah, um, the band we covered, we were a cover band, of course. You know, eighth grade girls. Uh, we covered Nirvana, Hole, uh, Beastie Boys. Nice. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. I love the Beastie Boys it's so to this day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um, and then I would just, like, play in a different band with, like, um, a couple of guys I knew. We'd, like, c- cover, like, Gutter Mouth and Minor Threat and do stuff like that. Um, wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Fender jazz bass, and I was, like, trying to play some, like, Rage Against the Machine song, and my brother came in, and he just, like, killed it. And I was <laughs> well, I guess I suck like this.
2: singings
1: <laughs> nice. things were but um and then I then started going to shows and I was hanging out with this band a path of me. I was like 17 and they had two singers and yeah. then one of them decided boom, he didn't want to be a, he didn't want to be in the band anymore. So I jumped in and started yeah. singing. That was it. Like loved it. Um Do you still have a copy
0: of the peanuts demo?
1: We do. We still have. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so good!
0: <laughs> you have, do you actually have one of those demos?
1: I yeah, I think I have one of those demos. Yeah, I try to keep it, camera I can't. You know? uh, <laughs> and then we had um yeah the the record split with Counterfeit, which yeah. the the guitar player in Counterfeit actually ended up being the, our guitar player later on, who's now in Stick to Your Guns.
2: Okay,
1: so, lost that stuff from Windsor, from Canada. Um, but yeah, and then you know Earth Mover. Was was Walls of Jericho? You know they had like an iconic band in Detroit, Sure. scene. Yeah, and then they went to Europe, and that broke them up, like it does most bands. Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) it's true though. I mean, I mean, I I, I was never in a band, but I've spoken to so many people about like once you're locked in a van with somebody overseas somewhere, and you really get to know each other, and people (laughs) just want to cannibalize each other after a while.
1: especially Europe, like the the traveling situation in Europe then was very different from what it is now. Like the first tour we did over there, I'm, I was so, so proud of us that we like came back a band. Like we were like sleeping in squats, like total disgusting. Yeah.
2: Fucking brutal.
1: It's so gross. Yeah. Dumpster dive food all the time. Pasta only. It was just like, it was intense, <laughs> memorable. <laughs>
0: sure. Uh, those those times you, you make you make you grateful for the things that you have. Yes, absolutely. to diving for food. I mean, come <laughs> on.
1: And then, uh, yeah, they, so they came back and they, you know, a few of them decided to start a new band and then they actually tried out singers. You okay. know, super weird to try yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Weird. Walked into it. Fully thinking, there was no way I'm getting this part because I remember Jason from this band Tank that I loved, he tried out. And then this other kid that I was good friends with that was with them tried out. And then, and uh, you know, I'm not going to share their reasonings of why they chose me, (laughs) but like it it worked. Chris ended up actually going into the band that I was leaving, Apathomy. Chris, the singer of of Apathy. And uh Jason just didn't do anything. But um yeah, so it was awesome. But you you know, you ask if I'm nervous. Like I had so much stage fright, I would just stand. Like the first couple of shows with a path me, I would just like stand and like stare at the ground. And the only thing that saved us was that we had two singers uh-huh. and we bosh, like yeah. we didn't sing. We like ate the microphone and danced hey, like
2: yeah.
1: all week. And I was like, Yeah, just as long as you're not looking at us, we can do this, you know. I and, know of course, right. So then, while it's Jericho, like that kind of continued to do that, I would just dance and like not, you know. That's I usually didn't talk on stage because I would get so nervous, and public speaking just wasn't my thing. And, yeah. Uh, did
0: you, you know. tour, did you tour at all with with, with apathy, or it was just we, like local stuff?
1: Very yeah, local stuff. Very very small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Toledo. <laughs> that's not. Hey, crazy. listen, you get out there. Yeah, we didn't get very far. But yeah. You, have,
0: you must have played you must have played with like Cold Life several times and all those bands, no?
1: You know what? Um, we really didn't. I'm trying to remember if we really didn't because just like a lot of scenes, there's like separation. So at that time, Cold Life was like the older, you know, less progressive crowd. Sure. Our- <laughs> like the like. Let's get drunk and let's fucking Krugle crazy, which is, you know, of course, you understand why they would be that way, you know. And um yes. the like progressive hardcore, vegan straight edge, like we say, like we stand by our moral grounds. And um right, but we really those we if we if fans ever played, it was just a fight. Of That's course. Would happen. It would yeah, and old. And then someone still has a video of me at Col- one of the Cole's live shows. It was my friend was dancing and this big dude jumped on him. And I just kind of like jumped on that dude. And I was just like, you know, this little kid angry, just like bam, 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 like took him down. (laughs) That's like, you know, that's, you know, know, women stand up for women. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. We're having it. Um, But that's kind of how shows went. So they didn't happen very often because people wants that to be going on <laughs> but um but earth mover earth mover played a lot okay that yeah it
0: was cool, it was very like, cool yeah so 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 technically
1: walls of jericho was formed in
0: what like 98 it was 98
1: Yep. I, okay i was like just turning 18 just going into my senior year yep
0: and then you go in and you record the first thing that you recorded, which was a demo, underestimated,
1: right? Um, Maybe. No, oh. <laughs> it wasn't
0: underestimated. I thought it was. I could be wrong. Listen, you're in the band, but I'm not trying to pretend.
1: Wrong. This is, you know, <laughs> moshing has happened in my life. My <laughs> brain <laughs> hasn't done a lot of moving. I just, um, who was it? It was a, no. So, because what our one record was, Gennett Records and that um so our first was just a demo right yeah 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 um we were actually just chris and i were just talking about this like there's a lot of songs that we just haven't played in forever and like with furnace fest coming you know like it's a lot of bands from that time
3: yeah
1: you know and and i myself have wanted have gone to shows and wanted to see you know bands play certain songs and maybe they're not doing it anymore cuz it happens you just you of get course. have to kind of promote what you're doing and you do move forward as musicians and you want to play the new stuff you're excited about and then and you have your
0: staples that you always have to have in there
1: yes and then a lot of those songs just came from a place that was like hard for me to continue to go to sure you know like words have memories that trigger memory you know there's a hundred percent yeah like i remember we had to like at one point we had to stop playing some songs because i was just like look um and i didn't actually understand why this was happening at at that age because i was 18 you know Maybe. not developed
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I, I left home early i didn't even graduate high school at that like i just because i just left started doing doing bands like um didn't didn't understand why I wasn't doing so well emotionally. (laughs) Yeah. Songs that were about my, like, my childhood and just my broken home. So, um, yeah, so it was interesting addressing that again, like thinking about possibly playing some of those songs. It's like seeing what people want to hear.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's not that we didn't want to play some of those songs. It was just that they were actually too hard to play. You know? Yeah, listen,
0: that's understandable. Listen. I, yeah. get it.
1: I got it. So we'll see. I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be cool. It'll be cool to play that fest. It'd be cool to see all those bands and just that. What a time that was in our lives, you know? So
0: yeah. Excited. Yeah. You should be. I mean, I mean, you got to be itching to get the hell out there. And
1: it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like shit. It's, you know, we have since I just, since I decided to start a family and be home more and like, it, you know, you, you get a job, you find a job you love, you find another passion as well. You can like be home, be with your child, do these things. Um, you, you have to deal with the real life stuff, right? Which is you oh. only get out so much. <laughs>
2: yeah. I get, get it.
1: So many vacations, right? So we are touring was very sporadic and very open. And um, and then I was like, well, it's been a lot longer than usual. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I refresh my memory on some of those songs, you know, like we we better do some things, practice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it is. I get I have so much fun now when I go out because and I give all the credit in the world to the bands now that are out there and they're doing it. There is like we want to think that you can just go, you know, I'm just a hardcore band. I'm going out. I'm doing my thing. Like there's always those pressures. Of course. putting a new record out, doing the hottest merch. Like, do, do, it's all this, you know, shit. Yeah. That, right. I, that interested me or our band. Yeah. You either. Yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. You have definitely that like more like old school hardcore mentality and very DIY. And, um, and we don't do well when people tell us that we have to do things.
0: Of course not. I'm the <laughs> same way. No matter what it is in life, like, I don't want you to tell me what I know I have to do, and the more you ask me to do something, the less apt I am to do that. Like Absolutely. it's just—it's just me. I've always been that way.
1: Yeah, I'm a, like a rebel at heart, and I will even rebel against myself. <laughs> like
0: I mean, you, guilty, I mean, yeah, like fucking guilty.
1: Don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm like fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's like. Really, it was it was, just, it was so it's just so wonderful to do things on our own terms. And and now we just we, you know, you just go out and it doesn't fucking matter. Like Yeah. <laughs> you hope people like love your music because that's what you're doing. You know, you hope you're connecting with them because that was what it was about. You know, hardcore for us was that like, you know, we were angrier, we saw things differently than the world, you know, than we that we wanted in the world, and, and we were gonna let everybody know. And um you know so if you related to that then you're our people you yeah. know and oh then then that's cool too um so but now it's just like yeah just go have yeah. fun you know let go and for me you know my life i have a lot of fun in my life but that's just a different type of fun of you course. know that's, because we have types for our fun type one type two and type three fun right <laughs>
0: that is a we do. Fun,
1: fun you just fucking good go time. <laughs>
0: That's it. All I ever want to do is just have a good fucking time, man. You know, we ain't getting any fucking younger. And I've been through enough shit where at this point, I have no patience for nonsense. I just want peace and go have fun. That's all I want. I'm very simple. People (laughs) like to complicate that though. And it's like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yep. Yeah. Some some people need that. That's a whole other
0: other conversation. Absolutely. All right. So now you put out your demo and stuff like that. You put out a day in a thousand years and then you put out your first technical, your technically your first full length, the bound feed, the gagged. and then all hell, the dead was kind of like, almost like your, is it, is it really cheesy to say almost like you launching pad a little bit? <laughs> Somebody sort of getting like that whole people around the world starting to know what's up with walls of Jericho maybe.
1: Yeah. I, I, that Was a good time in hardcore, it was a good time in hardcore for everybody. Um, and we had been working our asses off like we were out there a lot, you know, and um, because that's just what you have to do. We, we I think, at one point it was like 10 months out of the year, we were gone, you ah. know, for a week and then leave. And and it was it was wonderful, you know. Um, it wasn't great for my <laughs> like, you know, I didn't like to de stress, but um. Yes. My med- at a few moments, but, um, but yeah, that was, that definitely, that was a good record. Yeah. For us. Um, and we toured a lot on that record. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then here comes, was that put out on trust kill? No, the first album on trust kill was, was, uh, with devils amongst us all, right. Maybe. You, yes. don't, even know. you don't even know. So I don't, even, so I don't feel bad now. <laughs>
1: down for you, the gag i think yeah it was like pretty much like we had gannett records and it was Trustkill. kill like right. that was and then and then um <laughs> didn't do anything we didn't do anything because Trustkill totally just went and like sold everything to whatever sony or whoever it was and then we had no rights to our shit uh. like, stuff in hardcore that we're or just in music that we're like this is bullshit like yeah. this, we shouldn't have to be de- you know like now that we shouldn't have to be dealing with but just not what we needed, and then like we didn't, you know, want to just go find another label. It was just like it just got weird, and then it's hard. It's yeah. hard with absolutely no support, and you know, no, no, no emotional support, financial support, or any of that shit. Right. <laughs> Keep going. So yeah. and we just toured, and then at one point we did stop touring, and that was because of me. So.
0: Why well, you know. it was because of you.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, that was when I started a family.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's just a little different when you're the female. <laughs>
0: yeah, abs- absolutely. And plus, I mean, it's so cheesy and cliche, but listen, you have a family and they come first regardless of anything. So.
1: Well, right. And then, you know, I mean that right there, that's nine months off.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right there, right in the beginning. And yeah. Then, no, like if, I could do it if I could leave her. Like, I just, you know, I remember Aaron being like, you're going to want this. You're going to want to have you still. Of and, uh, you know, and I um, I think I was home for like seven months after, yep, she, she was born, and then we did a tour. So, and it was like 10 days, and thank goodness for like FaceTime and all that stuff, but it just oh. wasn't, that's not easy. you know? Of course <laughs> I, not. I wanted to be, because of the way that my childhood was, I wanted to be home. And I wanted to be a huge influence in her life and just break a cycle, you know, so. I get that,
0: I completely identify and get that 100%. It's funny because I completely forgot until just now. When my daughter was first, first born, she was born in 09, you guys that's when we we were talking before I press record when I had the little clothing thing. Um, um, You guys were about to do with full force. And I don't remember if I was speaking with you or if it was Mike, but I was honestly about to like jump on a plane to go to Germany to go and like, to go to with full force. And I don't know if it was you or Mike, but you were like, I don't know we, what, like I said, either one of you is Like, dude, if you can get on a plane, just come here, and like, we'll give you like, you know, a tick, you know, a, a laminate, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you'll you'll be taken care of if you. Just, but then I was like, I so want to do it, but then I'm gonna go to Germany, but then back home is my ex wife with like a three month old baby. Yeah, I could, I couldn't do that, like. Yeah. I would be having fun, but in the back of my head, I would feel like a little bit like a piece of shit. Yeah. So I couldn't do guilt. that.
1: Guilt. Good it's guilt, yeah. I'd be like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because yeah. Yeah. she was a huge fan of the band, and she's into metal and hardcore and stuff like that. So, so she'd be like pissed because there she is with a screaming infant. And I'm in Germany, like on the side of the stage that with full force like that's not cool
1: yeah hard to think that that's not gonna be the rest of your life <laughs> right
0: exactly
1: so, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah
0: I think that was on the uh, American Dream era right. yeah. 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 yeah which was a great record for you guys no I mean that record was huge for you uh,
1: yeah we had so much fun on that record just like being together we got in a house and just hung out and like wrote it differently than we ever have and and just, you know, I felt at that point, because of the big gap between records, um, yeah, my voice had changed just over two, more and more. You know, I, obviously, when I first started, do you remember Mike Ski? <laughs> do I remember who? Mike Ski. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, he got that, like, high-pitched voice. <laughs> it's awesome. It's it's so, like, distinct. You know, you know who he is. He yeah. Hand sang- tattooed. I love him. He's awesome. So like I remember someone like you know like kind of sick like comparing our voices and um in the beginning <laughs> so, and so I remember like deliberately trying to make my voice lower Like yes <laughs> I love you Mike I'm not no no you know so um and so that was something that I you know I hated I hated that people would be like they called us a gimmick that the only reason I was in the band like it, who who fucking would do that? Yeah, you know, I got so much shit. Why would anyone do that? Of course. It was like it was a positive check in our book, like yeah, to have a singer. Um <laughs> and then everyone <laughs> had these expectations. And I was like, fuck you. Like I'm just gonna, I can do it all. Like I just really like pushed myself to get and so on that record, I felt like we had toured enough. And I had like kind of developed that part of my voice and that range in my voice of what I wanted to sound like and what I believed I should sound like. Oh,
0: sure. I mean, I mean, you go back to you go back to like the Bound feed the Gag and you listen to the American Dream. It sounds like two different singers. (laughs) Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. It's awesome because I've listened. I listened to all of it, but it's just obviously it's you, but it's such a drastic change.
1: Yeah, and it's really just because we toured and and that I didn't know how to, like, properly sing, <laughs> like, properly scream. Right. You know, from Melissa Cross, she uh, tried to help me. <laughs> did she? Yeah, she did. Um, because even when I was in choir, <laughs> I would, like, strain my voice because I was very, like, vocal. You're supposed to be singing from your diaphragm, like, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I was all, like, just in the throat all the time. And she wanted... She was trying to teach me because I could not sing and scream at all. Like my voice would just be fucked for like months, like any highs that I had, I could not go back to regular singing. And uh, she, my voice that she wanted me to use, my scream would have been called the pterodactyl scream. Okay. (laughs) At at higher. She's like, and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I worked so hard (laughs) to get rid of that. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. I'll I don't care if I can't like sing. Like I'll just scream. I just like yeah, I was, I was just fucking like, yell at people. My vocal cords apart like all the time. <laughs> like <All right. laughs> and eventually change. You know, scar. Yeah.
2: Oh
0: shit! That's awesome. I mean, and then you come out with redemption,
1: and then yes, which a lot of people do not like, and that's fine. <laughs> did it for us <laughs> it's
0: good so, so fuck what anyone thinks do it for you that's it
1: yes uh, yeah my mom had passed that year before in 2006 actually right before we went on OzFest and it just you know it was we had wanted to we met Corey Taylor right after OzFest that year we went on to um, Family Valley for. okay and that's where his band Stone Sour was playing yes I'd actually, I, I mean, I knew of Slipknot, but I'd never listened to Slipknot. And um, I was like, way too hardcore to listen to Slipknot.
0: <laughs> I think I know like three songs by them, honestly, to this day. There's yeah. one song that I could name that I actually like. But <laughs> other than that, I couldn't tell you nothing about Slipknot.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're fine. You know, I listen to them now and I can appreciate. Them. That's fine. Yeah. Appreciate what it is. And they're really good for what they do. They're great. All and right. um, I we met him and I was actually very intrigued by the fact that he had like those like two different bands that he was just able to like sing in one because I just I grew up. I grew up singing like it was really hard for that not to be a part of my life anymore. You know, and I was in even like the top choir in my school at one. But so it, I gave it all up to scream at people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. know, it was cool. I mean, I, I was wonderful. And so he had heard like, you know, every record we had had like a mellow song on it. Yes. That first one. So like he, you know, we spoke with him and, and he, you know, we, we talked about my mom had just passed. I wanted to write a song. And so that we just decided to do a small EP. And I was really happy that we have that. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, as I'm older and I got, like, people's moms being like, oh, you sound like what? And I'd be like, just listen to this record.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I
1: mean, you guys yeah. do a great cover of House
0: of the Rising Sun and stuff like that. I, I think it's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm not just saying that. I mean, I, I listen to your stuff still still pretty often. I mean, it's always it's always in my playlist somewhere. Awesome. So, Yeah, awesome. 100%. And then, well, you know what? you mind if I just shout out my sponsors real quick? And then we'll we'll go through some other stuff. Are you a coffee person, Candice? Do you drink coffee? Every morning.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I wish coffee and water were like the same thing.
0: Yeah, Sammy, I, I live on it. It's bad. I should drink a lot of water, but I don't. But I drink coffee. But one of my sponsors is Dead Sled Coffee. So here we go. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you put in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20 percent off your order, and any order over sixty dollars is free domestic shipping. But now, what's cool? What's cool is like they're not like this foo foo coffee snob people, right? Yeah. What they do, they've worked with musicians. Like they just put out like officially licensed stuff. They're a really small company, and and I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I was drinking their coffee before they were even. A sponsor of the podcast. They have like officially licensed with Cypress Hill. They have with the with the Pennsylvania the PA hardcore band Wisdom and Chains. There's a Wisdom and Chains brew. I that band. They're so good. <laughs> they're one of my favorite bands over the last fifteen years. They are they're so just- good, they, you know, I don't know. Those five yeah. guys can write a song. Like I don't
1: know. Oh yeah. Musting dance and do all the things. Yep.
0: Yeah, they do all the things. But there's a wisdom in <laughs> chains brew. They also they are to like horror stuff too. So they just say they have like an Elvira blend, uh, a Robin England Freddy Krueger blend, Kane Hodder from fucking Friday. The like they do all kinds of yeah.
1: Shit.
2: In-
0: yeah. <laughs> so follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee and once again Dead Sled promo code Brooklyn Blast twenty percent off your order sixty bucks or more it's free shipping.
1: I might need to try that. I like free shipping. <laughs> yeah,
0: free shipping. And you throw in a little Brooklyn blast, you get 20% off your order. <laughs> there you go. Now, another one is, they've been around since 92, and they have survived this whole coronavirus thing. Generation Records, who is located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. And if you go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com, You can order stuff online, but if you can make it to the actual brick-and-mortar spot, go and pick up a record, shirts. They have all sorts of merch from books to, I mean, everything.
1: Yeah, I've had to. I used to go to New York all the time when I was younger.
0: Oh, yeah. Generation Records, they've been around since 92, and they're still there. They're like the last kids on the block. So, yeah. 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 And last, but definitely not least, New Republic Printing. I've been using New Republic for about fifteen years now for various things I've done for screen printing, embroidery. What happened? I, did I lose you?
1: <laughs> going now. You're fine.
0: Okay. Um, screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. If you go to newrepublicprinting.net, there's a drop-down menu. You can get anything. You can get stuff printed on anything you want. Any kind of brand T-shirt, shorts, windbreakers, hoodies, whatever. And you follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. But now the best thing about these guys or this guy, Steve McCarthy, is there's no setup fees. There is no screen fees. And if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So, Um, yeah, so you can get Candace, (laughs) you can get like (laughs) like 10,000. Uh, I was going to say Wisdom in Chains. Like Walls of Jericho you. shirts. What the fuck? Walls of <laughs> Jericho shirts printed and have 500 boxes delivered to a local gym for free.
1: I got a local gym. I got a commercial building. There
0: you go. Dead so, <laughs> like Coffee, Generation Records, and New Republic Printing. Thank you all. And now back to you, Kansas. <laughs> so now you now I don't want to touch on touchy subjects, but you put out "No One Can Save You." No one can save you from yourself. Yes, which is your latest full length record.
1: Uh huh.
0: And um, it's dedicated to your brother, correct?
1: Oh uh, no, there's a song on there that's a song, play. right? A song, yep. A few different things in there, yep, yeah. That that record started. Yeah, we started writing that record. I mean, almost didn't happen. The record itself, like, my brother got sick back in 2014. Um, it was just, and it was insane. It was one of those like sure. he had headaches. They he goes to the doctor. He has a tumor in his brain, and it like immediately flown to Seattle. to Fly out.
2: Jeez.
1: Um, and uh, so things just took a turn for the worst much faster than they anticipated. And only a few months later, he was like in hospice in Detroit. So I actually was that January was on um, we were on a tour over in Europe and made the decision that I was going to go home and just go be with them. you know, go help. He just had his second son. So he had a newborn just and they were staying at my friend's house who um, because they were from Montana Sorry, the whole, whole story, whole story, whatever. So we, I, I don't know, I didn't think get into all
0: of it at all. I just wanted to just touch on
1: it. I'm just helping, you know, so and Mike was there and Aaron was there and they were just like, hey, you know, maybe we should start writing some stuff. And and so when I could, I just Mike was 10 minutes down the road from where I was staying and we just started writing and it was so wonderful for me to have that you know, um, I actually was also training for a huge powerlifting competition that I just kind of like pulled back and working on like for 10 months to like get my lifts to a certain point. And so then I knew that was going to just kind of take a back seat. And it was so nice to be able to just have some creativity, you know, with some people that, I, and, uh, and write a song for him. Yeah. By his um, his wife like wrote some of the lyrics in that song also. And, um, and then I, I was also going through um, a breakup, a <laughs> I mean, breakup, a divorce, you know, a lot of things. Been there. I've been there. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Within like a month, a lot happened. So oh. it was such a great time for us to be able to do that record.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just spin it and put positivity into it, you know? And of course, it out. it's always therapy in a way, you know, it's cheesy. She it, it, sounds it just has,
0: yeah. So it's not cheesy because I completely get it. It's not cheesy because that's it's a fact, it's true, yeah. 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 So, now, do you have anything going on as far as like, are you writing anything? Have you written stuff? When are you going back in the studio? Do you have anything like on a hard drive somewhere that you go throw out there? I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. We don't, you know, because we're not, it's so hard. You have a label, right. Who wants you to do other, all these things. And if you're not willing to play that game, then you don't really get anything and then you got to figure out how to do it yourself or like, just, you know, how do we get around it and be able to release things? So I don't know. Once we've been, we've, we obviously have things that have been written that are just kind of there and And they probably maybe need to be revisited. I actually um, meet up with Greg from the Red Cord. Okay. Yeah, he does a lot of, like, sideband project stuff. Him and I have actually just started working on things and just to keep being creative. Sure. Not anything that we're, like, even planning on doing live, really, but just just to keep, like, honing that. Those creative juices flowing. Yeah, I and mean, that's the type one fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So you were doing you were doing a charity for a
1: while, right? Yes, I, I was a part of Relentless for I think did it for like five years. Um, yeah. and we you know we wrote that song for it off that other other of the other record. Um, and I did I participated in that for many many of years, which was so we raised so much money. The banded through, um, you know with with the help of the band, it was so fantastic. And then, um, I moved back to Massachusetts. There is no, like, there is no, uh, relentless out here. Okay. It's Detroit Or Minnesota. So, um, and that first year traveling was just not something that I could do. And I needed to be here once we moved back. And so I actually started looking online for just like fundraisers things that I could be a part of. And I found, I found a different, um, called wilderness heels. Okay. So, for the past three years, this will be my third year participating, third or fourth year participating in it. I think and what do they do? Time. Tell the tell the kids who are watching and listening. So it's called the Elizabeth Stone House, and they provide shelter and services for women of domestic violence, substance abuse, all different types of things. And they house they house families, and the funds that we raise are are the funds that they don't get from the government. You know the. The funds that can go towards, you know, the children that are there for Christmas, like changing locks on like the, the money that they need that isn't loose, you know, from the government. So um, it we the first year I did it, first years before COVID happened, it's a three day hike. And last year was the 25th year that they've done it. They go wow. three days into the White Mountains. Um, you know, I think I did. We did around like 25 miles in total that year when we did the hike and you just raise money and then you meet It's So it was, it was, I love being able to do something. I love while raising money for people sure. that, that are, you know, in need of it in or in situations that are in need of it. So, um, yeah, I can't, I, I'm that's it. I probably will do this for as long as I can.
0: <laughs> that's awesome though. That, that, that's a great thing
1: the most beautiful thing that that is like, so for basically the like last past 10 years, I fundraised, I've done some type of fundraiser every year. Um, but this year I put up my fundraising event and, you know, it, one day within under 24 hours, I raised all my funds. Wow. Like, never happened. It was just such a, a incredible moment, you know, through the pandemic, Everything, like I mean, and, and it's there's been a lot of awareness out there about domestic violence and how that has increased, obviously through the pressures of the pandemic. Of course. And, and I myself have dealt with that in my life, and it's just, it you know, touches me, and and that like, I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. It's it's, it's a great thing.
1: And it's but, cool to be in the, you know, just like we were talking about Alaska, like. Um, I don't even you know if you've ever, have you been to the White Mountains yet? No. You're not far, just saying. I don't
0: know. Where exactly are they?
1: They're right in New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll so have, have to go to the
0: White Mountains then one day.
1: White Mountains, they have like over 48 4,000ers. So, and there's Washington, which is like over five. And, and so they're really good hikes. And wow. And yeah, did like four different ones last in one day and it's just beautiful up there. There's a loop that is, you're just above like the entire skyline, you know, above the, ri- on the Ridge. It's beautiful. Really? You know, you feel like you're not in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I would, I would absolutely be interested. Cause I like to just, just, I'll jump in my truck and just go wherever on a whim for a weekend somewhere or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to doing that. That's something cool that I never experienced. So why the fuck not?
1: Yeah, and then so another reason why relentless was just something that I'm, I kind of had to like veer away from doing, um, is that I herniated three discs in my neck. <laughs> yeah. Right after our U S tour, I came back and I started having all this pain and I was like, uh, you know, of course, like the, the doctor, the neurologist told me, it was like, Oh, it's just bad luck in genetics. And I was like, eh, maybe headbanging for 20 years. That is nothing.
0: <laughs> maybe had a little something to do with it.
1: <laughs> but I actually had to stop lifting. Um, I couldn't put a bar on my back for over a year. And that kind of just, you know, took the wind out of my sails with my power lifting again. But, um, you know, it opened up a different door. Like I continued to train. I just had to do a ton of bodybuilding and more conditioning. And so it actually got me more in shape to do. And then when I found the wilderness heels, I was like, Oh, I can, let's go do this. I've done a couple hikes. Yeah. I can go. And I fell in love with that. It's just wonderful and peaceful and a completely different challenge. Yeah. We're in the of training right now to go do the grand traverse, which is in the Adirondacks wow. and it's 22 miles in one day and like a shit ton of elevation. Wow. <laughs> so, different challenges you know so not 20 22 miles in a day yeah
0: (laughs) and that's not on straight road like that's 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 (laughs) that's some that's some shit
1: yeah where that's you know just trying to have different i think i'm very like i need challenges i like i like having a focus towards something with powerlifting. there always was that focus of just kind of getting stronger even if it was only like a five pound pr you know just about competing with yourself you know and so the same thing with hiking it's all about like the what you got you know are yeah. you gonna get one?
2: <laughs>
1: I yeah. get to be able to go drink, so there. nice Now,
0: don't you in like your space i could be wrong tell me i'm wrong if i'm wrong but don't you make like something like like you make stuff like to hang plants on and shit
1: but dude, i'm crafty i'm just you saying. are crafty also
0: <laughs> canvas is all sorts of crafty
1: all sorts of crap. Yes. So during the pandemic, we actually started like we made a headboard. We like, just did all this stuff, you know. Buy a headboard of all things? I like, yeah, I'm gonna
0: go out and make a headboard.
1: I never had a headboard, and I was like, "Let's get some wood. We're making a headboard."
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: that's fucking funny. However, <laughs> it felt simple enough to start with to me, and then um, I had seen uh our. We're like our windows in our house, like with the house is set up is um, it doesn't get a bunch of sunlight in. So the only sunlight you're getting is at the window pretty much. And um, I like plants, you know, and it's just something it was really nice during the pandemic, like multiple friends, they would just drop that something people just started doing was dropping plants off to each other, you know, and i had gotten a couple of deliveries like that. I got a really cool like old jade plant that the original was from the 70s. Like that's freaking cool! I also it's got this cool. cactus that's forty years old. Like nice. I, I, I love that. it's it's cool. Like I like. Cactus. Listen, this
0: might sound ridiculous to say, but I, I I would call myself like I'm like a cactus guy. I like cactuses.
1: I like cacti. I'm like um, a yeah, I'm a cacti guy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, there's you know they don't have much needs. <laughs> they <laughs> So um so I had seen um I just. <laughs> My friend had posted a, uh, a picture of like this, like simple little shelf they put in their window, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea!" And I started working with like I don't even remember. Uh, someone was making plant hangers, and when you do the those plant hangers, they're like the macrame stuff, which macrame is the tying of the knots. Right, okay? I know. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> not people. Some people just think that the the fabric is macrame, but it's like not the same thing. So. Right. I started doing viral macrame um, and it just looks like DNA, which I thought looked cool, like Spider Man DNA, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I started making these little things and I started propagating little plants and I was actually selling them for donations for the Wilderness Heels. So nice. that, that was my, I give you something to donate. So I really, especially during the pandemic, you don't want to ask people to give things for free. You know, don't, don't give me free money. Like, here, right. take thing. So I was painting pots and I was making these things, and I decided just to go bigger. I still had some board left over from my headboard, <laughs> and I was like, "I got this." I got these huge ass windows, so I just started a macrame like a three tier window with like jute rope, and you know, we I, I sanded it, drilled it, you know, um, stained it and sealed it, and and uh, people were interested in it, and I don't know, like I just someone pushed me to like start an Etsy page and I've sold like 25. Like it's pretty you have an Etsy page right now for these things? Etsy page.
0: (laughs) I have an Etsy page. That's hilarious. First of all, I never knew that you sang in a fucking choir and I had no idea that you had an Etsy page. That's (laughs) fucking hilarious. What's your Etsy page?
1: Another business. So it's Rockland, which is where I live. Um and then rustics. So it's one word Rockland rustics.
0: Okay. Yeah, Etsy. yeah. So right.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: peruse your Etsy page. Etsy
1: page. There's multiples. You can have a, you can have a three tier, two tier, or one tier. You can customize it to your window. Okay. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Give your plant babies a new home. Because so, <laughs> it's like it's just shelving. Then you can put all your plants in the shelf, and they get all wet. You're using up, you know, all the space that you have, which well, I just, I think is brilliant. And then they're easy enough to make. You know, the spiral thing is different because not everybody knows how to do that, but like, you know, I get a lot of people just say like, I just don't have the time to make it. Like, you know, I'm like, well, um, so and then I'm starting making tables. That's I enjoy doing that cuz it's like I enjoy doing all of it, but I really enjoy that cuz you can be creative. So I've made different types of tables for people. I even made a heart-shaped table and it turned out awesome. Yeah, so, And I'm learning things, learning how to use power you know all that fun stuff.
0: <laughs> all right, all, all out of wood, you make all just woodworking stuff.
1: I do, I do, I I, I love it. I love using right that, building things with wood.
0: <laughs> awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen, whatever it is, if you're enjoying yourself and doing it,
1: that creativity. Well, I would tell you, it's like you're older, you need you just in life we need to be able to do something, and I I enjoy doing things like that with my hands and creating things. So yeah. Right. <laughs> very,
0: very fucking cool sick so now when when is the when's furnace fest
1: um it is the 24th of september i believe i think we're playing that on the friday and um, i remember this because it's our guitar player chris's daughter's birthday
0: <laughs> gotcha and you're, you're already booked you're playing it unless obviously if something happens or whatever but
1: you're you're on I yes, we're on. <coughs> I haven't booked my ticket yet. I think everybody else is driving. But I need to I need to book a ticket. I need to do that. Like thanks. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Shit.
0: Well, when when I put this out, this this video just goes up raw. No bells, no whistles, just raw. I throw it up on YouTube and I and I throw it up just like this on the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Facebook group, right? But then the audio goes everywhere, right? All podcast platforms, everything. But on the audio version, I always put on my little intro. And anybody who is in a band that I have on, I always ask them, I'm gonna have to like make you like choose between like your children because I want you to pick two walls of Jericho songs that I'm gonna tack on the end of the podcast. Okay. You can go an old school any anything you
1: want. But right now, <laughs> right now. On the spot. <laughs> on the spot. On the spot. I like, which is hilarious. I'm like, can I remember the names of the songs? <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that track one or track two? No, we always just have like the fake names, you know, for of things course. Like, recording them. Um okay, so we'll pick illusion of safety.
0: Awesome. Off the newest one.
1: Yes. And then I'm going to pick Why Father.
0: That works. That's awesome. (laughs) Can can I, can I, I want to tack on a third, if you don't mind. Please. I think I want to put, see, it's it's hard for me, but Uh I think I'm going to have to put on I, The Hunter.
1: Ooh! That the, song
0: is fucking hard as fucking nails.
1: love that song. We never play it. I,
0: I know. Every time I've seen you since that record came out, you've never played it.
1: Yeah. I really like that song a lot. It's like a three-piece, like I, The Hunter, The Prey, and yeah. there's
0: the other one. There is, because I know The Prey, and then now I'm on the spot, too, and I yeah. feel like an ass.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a cool one. I re- I loved like reading about that story of that the serial killer and just like all that. It was insane. Like that stuff intrigues me. Like people's minds or processes. Like uh, oh,
0: you you want you want to talk about serial killer stuff? I can. That's a whole uh, podcast <laughs> because I'm fascinated. Um, did you see on Netflix the the thing that they just put out about David Berkowitz, Sons no. of Sam?
1: In it. Okay. Is it good?
0: All right. Being from Brooklyn, um, obviously, uh, hold on, because now now, now I have to look before we get on to that, because now I have to see the name of the song that you can't even remember on your own (laughs) record. You know?
1: Which one is the one you want to put
0: on? I the Hunter, and then there's a Prey, Shock Mm -hmm. of the Century.
1: Yes, shock and century
0: would uh, yeah. that would that would have driven me
1: insane uh, I, I loved like having yeah, like little stories and things and there was always I don't think I've ever ever actually said this in inter- interview so m- no, most people don't know it at all like, um, but on run of our records which I can't remember which of course. One, <laughs> um, there's a song called discovering Jones and that song okay. is it's sick too. It's very heavy. Um, there's a whole like firestorm. And it's it's great. Um, we've never played it, but I love the alien movies.
0: Okay. Yeah, abs- um, yeah absolutely.
1: And that is about the alien movies and discovering Jones is the cat.
0: <laughs> it is the cat. That's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now it makes
0: sense. I saw the second one, Aliens in the movie theater. I was like
1: 10. That's so good. Oh my yeah.
0: god. One of the greatest so, movies ever.
1: Yes, absolutely. Clearly agree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can check out ch if, if 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 you get a chance, I think it's three or four episodes. Okay. It's called Sons of Sam. Okay. And obviously being from New York and the whole son of Sam thing. Yeah. You know, I can get really into it, but basically it's like the media back then. Obviously, there's no social media. There's not even really computers. I mean, people didn't even have beepers yet, but it's basically what you saw on whatever local news station or what's on the newspaper. And it's like, okay, this one lone guy who was bots in the head and a dog told him to go out and kill people. And that's David Berkowitz. And that's basically what people know it goes so deep it, it's it's fascinating it's 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 also it kind of hits home like i was too young to actually remember it going on but i used to park my truck literally in the same exact parking spot as one of the shootings that he did in mm. brooklyn and yeah. it's like, it's like and, and but but watching it and this footage of like my neighborhood, and this was happening. There's an eyewitness that they were like... Like, the police sketches of this guy, there was like four different completely police police sketches, and people were like, there's no... We saw him, but then the shooting happened over here. It's impossible. And they put everything together. It is ridiculous. Sons of Sam on Netflix.
1: I'll watch it. I got nothing. We were just talking about... I started watching something, and it's not good.
0: (laughs) Well, Netflix has been killing those serial killer things. That's,
1: I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. it. Okay, got yeah.
0: it. It's awesome. Let me know what you think about it. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Candace, thank you so much. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah! I, we just shoot the shit. Everything from Alaska to hanging plants. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> awesome. Thanks well, for having- I, absolutely. Oh, wait, before, I, you know, what is it? It's W-O-J official is Walls of Jericho on Instagram, right? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. And you are Candice underscore W-O-J. Oh,
1: yeah. At, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Yep. And yeah, then, I mean, it's I've- 2021. We should not have to explain to the kids where to find Walls of Jericho. Uh,
1: you go on it and you'll see all of our garden shit. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, I yeah, follow yeah. you on your personal and that's how I know about all your garden shit.
1: Oh, made a ladybug house? I know. I was. Why not?
0: Sometimes sometimes in life, you gotta make a ladybug house out of out of headboard wood.
1: We have a cherry tree. We gotta we gotta get something to eat the aphids off the cherry tree. <laughs> Bugs are predator, just so you know. They
2: are. They're like sick bastards, those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't just like put them in there, they'll fly away. So you have to create a home for them that they want to stay in. <laughs> that's just so
2: sick. Hilarious.
1: you am gonna make a house. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. That's fucking so fun.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank
0: you so uh, much. Anytime. And keep in touch. And this is gonna drop. We're on podcast time right now. This is not gonna drop this coming Friday, but the following Friday, the 18th at noon Eastern time, everywhere. Awesome awesome i'll tag you in all the shit in the flyer
1: and Thanks. share it everywhere please do <laughs> thank
0: you so much candace
1: all Right, thank you
0: have a good one great talking to you
1: nice talking to you bye bye
3: no, no die, push out a sight, but not mine Seem true, wait for the light Just my life, we'll be disguised Don't for seconds, then you, say. It's been forced out, you let's stop a beginning Don't think for seconds, then you, had a It's been forced out, you're right What the